educate, empower, elevate. Welcome to the Peak RFP Podcast. We are back today and excited to have Dr. Randy Meredith back with us. Uh, we're going to be talking kind of a Q&A about total knee replacement uh, in that first month or so. We're just kind of, we, we've done a, a, a lot of good podcasts on this and we're just right. coming together to, to, to kind of review it all. So, Dr. Meredith, welcome back. Thanks, Luke. Good, man. Good, good to, to back, see man. you. Good to see you. All right. So, just kind of want to get into some of the things that patients are experiencing and maybe they can access this podcast, uh, you know, before some of those other ones there's a lot of questions really in that we're going to talk about post-op, you know, so, so we've talked a little bit about what can you do before you have a knee replacement. Sure. Uh, today we're just talking about that maybe that first month because it's a big change for patients. We continue to want to educate them before, but there's still a bunch of questions after. Sure. Um, so let's talk about the, you know, some easy ones are, Hey, you know, I'm two days out. It felt really good when I was in the surgery center and I went home. Yep. The next day, I don't feel so good. Right. This is a bigger deal than I thought. Sure. What's that about? Well, I mean, there's, <clears throat> you know, obviously total knee replacements, everything's changed over the last 20 years, right? So in surgery now, the number one thing that's changed is our ability to control people's pain. Mm. Um, and that's where now people are doing these outpatient we're sending them home sure. overnight, going home. You know, as you know, right. 20 years ago, that was unheard of. Yeah, we, right? you know, you and I worked together 20 years right. ago in, in the Army. That was and, unheard of. And it was five days in the hospital. Five days in the hospital, morphine pumps, right. CPM machines. Right. Everything's changed. Right. So we use a uh, cocktail. We give people pain medications pre-op. And then we use a cocktail during surgery where we're injecting these people. Right. Uh, and a lot of people have no pain. Yeah. And so it usually will last couple days sure maybe three days right. okay um and then yeah it's gonna yeah. wear off yeah. and as it wears off their swelling starts to get a little more yeah they get a little more bruising right. things like that yeah it starts to hurt more yeah patients get concerned about that but but that's really normal and, and totally that's what normal. we'd expect right so, totally so, so don't panic when you notice oh okay there's that that cocktail must have worn off and and yeah. dr Meredith told me about this, this is what this is right. i think the other big thing that scares people is maybe initially and sometimes when i see a patient maybe three four days post-op yeah they don't have a lot of black and blue in that leg yet Right. Right. Called ecchymosis. And um, I tell them, hey, don't be alarmed because I see the see them on Thursday or Friday. Mm-hmm. So don't be alarmed over the weekend. Right. Maybe as you start to do some little more exercises right. for me, you start to see a little, lot more right. black and blue. Right. What's that about? Well, what happens, you know, obviously when you have a big surgery, you have a total knee replacement, there's bleeding after. Sure. Okay. And so when you wake up, your blood pressure goes up, you start to have pain, your blood pressure, you start to bleed a little more. Well, bleeding after surgery, it's like a very slow leak in the yard. Mm. Okay. It takes a little while right. for that blood to percolate. Okay. And to get out places. A lot of people, if it stays under the fascia, they'll get some swelling, but you won't see the bruising. Right. Okay. If the bleeding gets over the fascia, but under the skin, that's You'll see, see sometimes the whole leg can turn black that's and right. blue. That's right. It looks worse than it is. Right. Okay. So right. it just looks worse than it is. But 
it'll go away. That's it'll right. It'll take time. That's why the ice is important and the yes. compression and things yes. like that to help with the bleeding. But all that's normal. And you know, it tends to, it, it's, you know, water is going to drain to the lowest point. And that's so right. this bleeding, what patients will notice is it's around the back of the leg and then drains down the leg. Well, that's why Again, we do normal. a knee replacement. And they say, why is my foot black and blue? Right. Well, that's why, right? Because right. they sit around, their legs hanging down a little bit, and that right. blood just kind of slowly yeah. drains down to the yeah. foot. And you're right. It doesn't happen after the first couple of days. Right. It it's a week out, yep. week and a half yeah. out, they'll start to yeah. notice this. Yeah. I tell so, patients yeah. it's at seven to ten days that's right. is, is where they're going to see that's probably the peak. And then they're going to yeah. start to see it reabsorb. But, right. it, but it takes a number of weeks also for it to reabsorb. Sure. So, again, don't that's be alarmed. That's why people keep swelling. You know, I tell them, look, sometimes you can keep swelling for months after knee replacement. You bet. Right? right. Everybody's a little different in how sure. they react to everything. That's right. So it just is what it is. Okay, let's talk about that question about why does my thigh hurt you know, above my knee, mm-hmm. up there around my hip, my quad mm-hmm. muscle, mm-hmm. you know, patients. And we've talked about this before. We're just throwing this out again. Why Why do I have soreness up there around that, that top of the thigh? Most of the time, that's from the tourniquet. That's right? right. So we use a tourniquet during surgery where we use a blood pressure cuff kind of thing, and it, sure. it takes the blood. So it compresses the leg so that the blood doesn't come in so we can do the case without bleeding everywhere so they don't lose as much blood and sure. things like that. A lot of times we'll drop the tourniquet at the end of the case so that we hopefully can cut down on the amount of bleeding. But that's why the, it'll, yeah. some people will get yeah. pretty sore up on yeah. their thigh a little bit. And, you know, I wonder sometimes if it has to do with sometimes the fitness of the patient. You know, if, mm-hmm. if, if they're fit and that muscle's in pretty good shape, it probably hurts a little less. Uh, sometimes if, if, if I haven't been able to get around, I'm not yeah. really in great shape, maybe right. it hurts a little bit more. Right. Uh, and, and you never know. I mean, some varies. people, if they have a bigger leg, a bigger thigh, we have sure. to use a little bit more pressure to squeeze yeah. it. So a yeah. lot of that kind of comes in. You wouldn't need much pressure on my chicken legs. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> we might not even use one on yours. <laughs> I love it. All right, so let's. Uh, so we're talking about tourniquets, black and blue. And, you know, the other thing is is you'll see some different closures in your knee replacement, right? right? Mm-hmm. You, yep. you will do some staples sometimes. That's right. uh, I'm definitely seeing more of the zip stitch. Yep, zip uh, lines. Let's talk about yep. that a little bit. So <clears throat> closing up the knee. There's two different ways we can do this. Typically, most guys, they'll use either staples um, or they'll use what we call a zip line, all right? And a zip line is where we'll always use stitches under the skin that dissolve, but then we put some um, kind of like um, glue. Sure. So uh, it's called Dermabond, and so it's, it's on the skin incision itself. And then over top of that, we have the zip line. And that basically sticks on both sides, and yeah. then it's like a zip tie. Yeah. So it pulls across, so it, it holds that skin together to give it a little thing. Now, it's not quite as robust as staples. Sure. Right? And so for most people, some guys will use a zip line on everybody. Some guys will use staples on everybody. Yeah. I don't do that. I typically will judge what I think is their skin. If they're on high-level high blood thinners, I usually will use staples because yeah. there's a lot of pressure and they have more bleeding. You want better closure. More better closure. That's sure. right. And so, but if they have good skin quality, good things like that, I'll use a zip line because yeah. there's nothing in the skin. All right? I think it may cut down on the infection rate a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, and we don't have to take it out. We peal yeah. it off like a Band-Aid. Yeah, they're pretty it. smooth. It helps with, um, I think it does help with scarring yeah. and all that. So yeah. Most yeah. people, we try to use the zip lines. Okay. All right, let's get into uh, a couple other maybe newer topics. One is the, the minimally invasive knee replacement. 
Um, so, so some surgeons are doing that in certain locations, and, and I've had patients ask me, hey, you know, wow, it sounds amazing, and, and this is what I've got to do. Right. Tell, talk to me a little bit about, one, what's minimally invasive? So most of the time, most of the time, when guys are talking about minimally invasive, most of the stuff you hear about that's different than a regular total knee is really more marketing gimmicks, okay? They advertise minimally invasive because people think they're getting something different. Sure. They're getting something better. Right, okay? right. This was big. You probably remember 15 years ago, everything was about minimally invasive hips, minimally right. invasive everything. Right? right. Well, you don't hear much about that anymore. There's a reason. There's a reason. Because yeah. guys were trying to do this through smaller incisions, and they were having a lot of problems and a lot of complications. Yeah. Number one thing with a total knee is to be able to get the knee in correctly, okay? And so minimally invasive, <clears throat> when they're talking about that, sometimes they're just talking about the approach, whether they go through the muscle, under the muscle, right. or through the tendon, things right. like that. It right. has nothing to do with the incision, and they call it minimally invasive. Right. Um, there are some true, what they call minimally invasive techniques, a true uh, lateral approach right. to do the total knee through a right. smaller incision, things right. like that. The problem with those is, one, you have to be very well trained in that. Most people are not. Right. Um, I've never actually even seen it. Right. Um, and two, most of the cuts that are made in those uh, those knees are done blind, so you can't see what you're doing. Mm. All right. And that's a little bit dangerous. That seems like a problem. It's a little bit dangerous to me. Total knee replacement for people who have arthritis a very good operation if it's done correctly. Yeah, I, you know, I, I <clears> want <throat> my surgeon. To see well Correct. <laughs> when they're in there. And, right. and I think the other thing that I think sometimes patients are thinking that isn't the case is, is there something done differently inside my knee? No, I still get that right. bone shaved, right. that bone shaved, that drill That's hole, right. that hammer. And a in. lot of people think, oh, I'm getting it minimally invasive. It's going to hurt less. The truth is nowadays... Uh, we do all do these through smaller incisions than we did 20 for years sure. ago. Okay? Yeah, so for sure. I tell patients, look, I'm gonna, your incision is going to be as big as I think it needs to be to get your knee in well. Yeah. Right? If I need to make it bigger, I will. Right. Um, and so skin heals side to side. Yeah. So whether or not it's done through an incision this big or through an incision this big, right. not a big deal. Right. Okay. We're not trying to win <clears throat> best legs contest necessarily. That's right. You know, we, That's obviously, right. you guys do a great job, and it looks great. Yeah. Some of these, some of these scars right. heal up are beautiful. Right. But uh, let's get the most important thing done correctly. Correct. And then the other thing that you're hearing a little bit about these days is the is robotics. Correct. Robotics is the uh, is the sexy word in orthopedics yeah. and a lot of surgical procedures Correct. out there. Talk to me about robotics in the world of, of knee replacement. So obviously, <clears throat> when you're talking about robotics, it's whether or not you're trained on robotics or you're sure. not trained on robotics. Right. So there's a huge misconception about what robotics actually is, okay? A lot of people think that there's a robot doing their surgery and things <laughs> like that. There's really not, okay? Yeah. What happens is you have to have pins put in your thigh, you have to have pins put in your tibia, uh, and then they have computer points that the surgeon still has to give it. All right. right. The surgeon gives the wrong computer points. It's not it a is good. Not it's not a good surgery. A good situation right. for you. Okay. All the robot is is the robot comes in and makes the cuts for the surgeon. Okay. We have guides that we use to do that. There's not any study out there that shows robotics are any better than a regular knee. Sure. Except the fact that most of the time the robotics take longer uh, and they have more complications. Okay. All right. So most of the guys, I have done robotics. I've done um, um, some of the uh, uh, classes on the robotics and things. 
it's just not something that ever really interested me too much. Right now, I think we do such a good job right. with our knees right. that uh, I would rather balance the knee myself and not look at a computer to do that. We yeah. did computer-assisted knees 20 years ago, which is essentially the exact same thing robotics is right yeah. now, except yeah. they have a robot making the cut. Right. That's the only difference. And so the, the surgeon still has to bring the cut, the robot in, and guide the cut. Yeah. Um, it's just that sure. it's holding yeah. the blade. That's yeah. it. Yeah, so, I mean, <clears throat> I don't. <clears throat> I'm not a big fan of it. I think it's mostly a marketing gimmick again. Yeah, people think they're getting something better than right. technology, yeah. and I don't really think that's the. That's you know, the, you know, everybody is looking for. Look, I, I want to have the least amount of pain, the least amount of problems, Correct. which is 100 percent understandable. Right. I think patients need to know a knee replacement is is not a small thing that you, you're not going to get to where. It doesn't hurt me at all. This thing, I do whatever. It's just not that way. It's the weight bearing through the knee joint replacement. It's going to be tough for a few weeks. I want a surgeon who's been doing it successfully for a long time. And and that's the guy I'm going to find and and do my knee replacement. We did computer-assisted knees 20 years ago, which is actually the exact same technology used in robotics today. And there's a reason that that kind of went away. It's like right. minimally invasive. Sure. They found that it really wasn't helping them a whole lot. They right. were having to put these these pins in the bones, and right. which they still have to do. Yep. And so most yeah. guys went away from it. Good stuff. We'll see. Well, Dr. Meredith, it's good to have you back. You know, you're a big, uh, the podcast has been, continues to grow in success. And, you know, you're a big part of that. When you and I sat down and started yeah. to talk about doing knee replacements, they continue to be the the most listened to podcast and so you know we're just thankful for for you spending the time with us and continuing to to work down that road this of rehab is just together. a great platform for me i think to be able to get patients a lot of information for about sure what's going on absolutely absolutely thanks brother absolutely.